Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 67 of the Own the Moment podcast. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at OTM, and this is the very first edition of the new weekly Owners Club strategy show. It's been a whirlwind of, a, I don't know, 30 or so hours here. Some good, some not so good. We'll be breaking all of that down for you tonight. But more importantly, we will be diving into strategy for week one here with our, our two very own DFS experts, if I will. Uh, first, as always, it would not be a strategy show without the Herzig bot himself. Justin, what's going on? I'm doing well. Here we are one night away. I saw someone put it in chat. One sleep. You go to bed. Well, we haven't been going to bed much, but you go to bed, you wake up, and we've got football tomorrow. I am pumped. It has been uh, way too long since like, what, seven months. There was no XFL this year. I don't know what I'm doing with my time. Uh, wife is definitely happy to get rid of me on uh, Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays, and maybe eventually some Saturdays. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned sleep. There's been very little of that. I slept for three hours last night and the discord was so angry that there was no one there for those three hours. So I'm sorry that I had to, to close my eyes for a couple hours, but uh, it's been... You know, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But Bach, what's going on, my friend? Bach is going to be joining us every week for this show. So uh, welcome to the big time, buddy. Oh, thanks. You know, I hear my 10 shows up to now. I thought I'd made it. But now I've really made it recurring spot. Well, once you have a recurring spot, that's when yeah. you're like locked in. You know, the people are, are really going to love it. You got to get a, a a little Twitter name on, on here, though. Not that oh, anyone yeah, ever follows right. us on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm, I'm pumped, but like, I don't know, Justin's talking about how happy his wife is to be rid of me and mine is pissed that it's football season already, so. Yeah, TJ, we need to talk. Apparently, we're going to make uh, OTM no work nights Tuesday night. Apparently, yeah. Bach and our wives colluded about this. Mm, wow, a little bit of collusion going on yeah, in the, the OTM wives club. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll have that conversation. We can bring it up at the next uh, OTM wives roundtable. All right. Everybody, we've got a, a packed, packed, packed agenda tonight. First and foremost, of course, we're going to recap the drop from yesterday, talk through everything that went down, provide everyone with a status update of, of what's happening. I know there are some people out there that have still, I see some when packs in the chat that haven't gotten their packs. We'll touch on all of that. Uh, you know, we're trying to be as, as open and transparent as possible, but I, I do think things are in a good place overall. So we will speak to everything there. We're going to have the reveal of the payout structures. So we'll talk through how the million dollars is going to be distributed over the course of 17 weeks this season and what each of those individual weeks will look like for both the main event and side hustle contests. We will then get into the, the strategy segment itself. So this is going to be a, a recurring thing that we're doing each week. We'll go position by position, breaking down week one, talking about our our favorite teams and the, the spots that they are in so that people can kind of get a feel for how to approach this weekend from a strategy standpoint. And then we're going to do a, a little game where we kind of build the quote unquote optimal team. And we'll, we'll touch more on that later, but it'll be a fun little game of uh, team OTM versus the rest over the course of this season. And then uh, at the end, we're starting a new segment with our partners prize picks where we will be giving our picks of the week for the Thursday night, football game. So we're going to show you guys the prizepicks.com website. Again, if you haven't signed up, prizepicks.com, promo code OTM, great partners over there. And we have the reveal of the prize picks giveaway that has been running for what, two weeks now. Man, wow, we do have a lot going on. I said we have a lot. And then now that I just talked all that much, I'm like, we really actually do have a lot. Everyone talk fast. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get through it. All right. 
we're going to start with the drop. I'll uh, I'll provide the the recap here. So the good, like we sold out instantly. So shout out to everyone. What was it, Justin? A minute and thirty eight seconds or something that we thirty six yeah. seconds that we timed for the packs um, for the packs then, for the packs. Yeah, the singles took a while. So thanks to everyone for like the awesome awesome engagement was super pumped about that. We knew that there was a lot of hype going into it, but you never know exactly how it's going to play out on drop day. So truly appreciate all of the interest and all of the awesome community that has been in discord for the past two weeks or so leading up and, and the people that have been there ever since. Obviously there have been some, some issues since. So, I mean, things went super smoothly from the, the site perspective. Like we were sitting there like, man, I hope the site doesn't crash. That went super smooth and we think we're in the clear and then we did have some some issues with the transfer of packs, with the payment processing, and really it was just kind of a, a trickle-down effect. So we had an issue where the payments weren't processing. That then led to packs not being delivered, and then it just kind of caused up a log jam. So for those of you that have not gotten your packs or NFTs yet, I'm sure you've been in the Discord seeing the updates. We're trying to update you as frequently as we can. We are working through it as we speak. Shout out to the Discord hero the ninja himself, SB Mitchell. I think he's probably in the, the Discord right now helping out some people. I saw that too, but uh, very confident that we're going to get this resolved ASAP. People are asking for timelines. ASAP is the timeline. Yeah. Like as soon as we can do it, and as soon as we can do it in a way where we are very certain that it's going to be correct, that's the timeline. I think that the worst thing that you can do is try and rush into fixing it and then cause more issues on top of issues, and then it's like a whole, whole mess. So... Just appreciate the patience. Appreciate everyone that's been in Discord, helping out others. You know, getting rid of some yeah. of the fud that's in there because I think overall, like we've got an awesome community here, and like this is the second day of something that is going to be a a not only multi-week, multi-month, but multi-year project. So shout out to everyone. Yeah, and I mean, I know we want to set expectations, but even the past like I'd say four hours have been very promising. Uh, we've gotten a lot of progress, so uh, we can't put a time on it. But it was really good to see, like, hey, we have confidence this is all going to be handled in a reasonable period of time. Uh, and then, yeah, it's just unfortunate, and like I know you touched on it, but one one incident, one incident from PayPal where uh, we, you know, just a lot of money came in through a very short period of time for a new company, and that pausing just led to all the trickle down effect of all the just, yeah. Um, but uh, one more thing, I know TJ didn't mention this. Uh, we also saw some people that unfortunately were not able to get a pack for a variety of reasons. Um, we are gonna do whatever possible um, with the remaining drop to make sure that we do give those people um, you know, a priority to make sure that, hey, everyone that wanted a packs has the chance um, to really get some. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the, the number one priority here. So resolving. The issues from the initial drop, there will be a second drop shortly. We're going to do everything that we can to make sure that people who did not get packs and wanted to in the first drop get them, whether it's some sort of pre-order system or something like that, that, that is in the plans. But obviously, the number one priority is, is getting this up and running. And then the second thing is the secondary marketplace. So the OpenSea marketplace, when we went live, was, was not allowing transactions uh, we kind of decided that it's best to wait until all the packs are distributed anyways, just to kind of create an even playing field for everyone. So uh, the hope is that those two things will be resolved very quickly back to back. And then we'll be off and running, talking about everything coming up for Sunday. And uh, shout out to everyone that, that you know, I, yes, I, of course, we hear the loudest from the people that, that are having the poor experience and 
apologies for that, but we do have a ton of people out there that either received their packs right away or have received them over the course of today. They've been just kind of trickling out to folks, seeing some fire, fire packs out there. And I also love the people, like one person in Discord literally posted their pack. I forget exactly what was in it, but it was like an A-plus pack. And they were like, is this good? And someone says, LOL, like nice troll. And they were seriously, is this good? I actually don't really know anything about football. So that's why we have this show. I mean, we've got two of the the smartest minds in DFS here and, you know, a washed up semi-professional like myself. So I think that we'll have some <laughs> solid takes for you to bring you every week. And uh, I mean, I can't even keep up with chat, but I think ho hopefully everyone knows that, yeah. we, you know, where we're at. I think one, one topic, uh, support tickets. Because uh, someone mentioned in yeah, chat, yeah, yeah, support tickets are full. Unfortunately, this is a Discord. We figured that it'd be easiest to not make people to go through another website to do support. So we're like, hey, we'll do it through Discord. The challenge became that Discord put a cap on the number of support tickets. And unfortunately, when people's tickets are, the way that we were doing the ticket resolutions, it was, was in batch. So it wasn't going one by one, but it was, hey, we see that a large amount are this problem. Let's try to solve that problem. When we solve that problem, it's unlikely those people then go and resolve the ticket. So one ask is of each of you, if you had a support ticket out and you've resolved and it's been resolved, please go through, say that it's res been resolved, clear that out because that'll allow for someone else to get a new ticket in. Um, we obviously can go one by one and resolve it, but it's more of just a time-wise, we'd rather be focusing on getting people packs than clearing those out. Uh, so that is just the one ask I'll put out of everyone. Yep, and we're archiving every single ticket. So shout out to Producer Coop, shout out to Neil. They've been grinding behind the scenes, making sure that everything's set from the, the ticketing standpoint. And then, you know, we're just trying to, to work through things as quickly as we can. So full, full team effort, all hands on deck here at OTM. And uh, that's, that's about all we can say. We're doing, we're doing the best we can. And I, I feel good that come Sunday, 1 o'clock, we will all look back and you know, forget about, or, or, or this will be a, a blip on the radar in the big picture of the owner's club because we've got so much more coming. Let's get into it. I'm ready. Let's, Let's, get, into football. Let's get into it. Let's talk some football. We have football less than 24 hours from now. Was 8, 820? Is that what we're looking at for Thursday I think night? I just looked at my the... phone. I'm leaving my house at 645, driving across the bridge, hopping oh, to the yeah, stadium. We got my local Bucks versus the Cowboys. We're starting the season off. Defend it. Bring that title back. We don't win enough championships in Tampa. Just, just he loves too to pretend easy he's a Tampa life. sports fan. Just hops right on the bandwagon. Easy, easy life. Born, raised, high school, came back, worked, worked for the Lightning. Get out of here. Tampa for life. All right. Do we want to do we want to start with the payouts or do we want to leave that yeah. for later, Justin? Let's do that. Let's do that. Okay. I don't want to, we don't want to tease. Um, yeah. I'm kicking that over to you, right? Cool. Cool. Yep. I got that. Yeah. So, all right. So I'll kind of set the stage while mm -hmm. you get that ready. So, and if this wasn't clear to anyone, here's how this is all breaking down, right? The whole idea was that if we sell out on the initial drop, which clearly we did, we are giving away $1 million in prizes over the course of this season. So that will be breaking down into the two contests that will be held every week. We've got the main event, which will have $40,000 in prizes. And we have the side hustle, which will have $10,000 in prizes. We will then also have the live final and the online final in week 17. So the live final will consist of the winner from each individual week gets a seat into that contest. And then for the online final, the way that you qualify for that 
is to finish in the top 10% in any given week. So you can accumulate multiple of them over the course of the season. And, you know, I'm super pumped about the live final, obviously, but I think the online final is is pretty cool and kind of really shows who the, the true grinders are that are in there every week with those those close finishes. So that's kind of the general setting of the stage. And then, Justin, let's yeah. take it over to you. And I mean, and you can see here, uh, the online final is the most money of the you know tournaments. And I think there's two benefits that one is you do have to earn your way. Now, when we say earn, uh, you know, if you consider completely random chance, the chance of you, and you entered each week, the chance of you finishing in the 10% at least once, I think comes out to about 83%. So in general, as long as you compete every week, uh, you will probably have at least one entry in the online final. And that's something we wanted for people who just, you know, hey, they show up every week. As TJ said, though, if you this is the only thing that you can have more than three entries in if you qualify. So if out of 16 weeks you end up qualifying five times, you get five entries for that finals, that online final. So I think that's a great perk. Uh, and then, yeah, live final will only be 16 entries. So most likely 16 competitive different competitors, unless someone wins a main event twice. Um, and uh, that will be the one in Miami. So how, this all comes out to a million. Uh, how do we break it down? So. First off, we have the main event. And for the main event, week one payouts, um, we wanted to do, uh, uh, you know, we don't, we can't really say that it's 10% because we don't know how many entries there's going to be. And we also didn't want to have, you know, a trickle down so that the amount that you're making ends up being like a five, 10, some kind of really small number. So we're paying out the top 300 spots. And uh, if you finish in that bottom, you know, the 201st and 300th, you get that, that min cash, the 25. And this goes all the way up to, um, if you finish uh, first, you really get, uh, hey, you get that. It's all about that that live final seat. You get $2,000 cash and you get the live finals entry and the trip to Miami for two people. Um, and then there are the rest of the payouts. And as we said, tiebreakers will come down to serial number, but because these are mainly grouped, if you finish 34th, the tiebreaker probably shouldn't matter too much because the majority of you are all going to get that $100. And, uh, there's a chance that we adapt this um, throughout the season. So obviously we're going to stick with, uh, for the main event, that 40,000. But if we get enough feedback, if we get way some more entries, if we want to, you know, we can play with it. But I think that's going to be the core structure. And then for the side hustle, it is only two cards. The idea really is just some kind of fun. Hey, you got some extra cards left over. Uh, you know, it's $10,000 for the total prize pool. And uh, we're going to pay out just a clean top 100. Um, but as you can see, a min cash here is actually $55. Um, so a little nicer to get that min cash. We do want to create some incentive for, Hey, maybe some people do want to just take two really solid cards and just, uh, you know, get that, uh, that cash in the, um, you know, in, in the side hustle. Cause if you look, if you get 51st to hundredth in the main event, you get 50. If you get 51st and hundredth here, you get 55. So we did want to make some form of incentive for people to kind of hey, you know, make a strategic element. Do you want to put your best cards in the main event or do you want to maybe get a stacked two-card team in the side hustle? Uh, apparently there was a missing segment in the one slide, Justin. That's probably a, a typing error. Oh, really? Go back. Yeah, yeah, a thou uh, 100 to... 100 yeah, to if you finish between 100 and 200, you don't get anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, okay, good, good, good. No, sorry, We're these are really wrong. trying to mix things up here. No, no, no. Okay, because in my mind, give me a second. Let me look. Because I think second to fifth is 1,000. And I think okay, when... I was... I was wondering. I, okay, let's. I was too. Okay, good, good, okay. good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna say, throw this. I, I, I have it right. Okay, a different one. Sorry, I'm it. gonna blame. No, my, no, I'm sorry. gonna blame our designer. I'm gonna blame the designer. I. Um. Okay. Wow. So just, I'm just gonna pull. Just kicking them right under the bus. 
I'm, I'm going to pull up my Excel uh, and I'll just show Justin you Excel. Is, this is what happens when robots try and get too into like the softer side of things. Like Justin is much more literally if, if it was up to Justin, everything would just be in Excel. Like there would be no pretty pictures, no nothing. I mean, <laughs> everyone liked the payout structure. So this one better not suck. I mean, you can see it's not nearly as good looking, uh, but yeah. Okay, good. Cause I was second guessing myself and I was like, shit, I really thought second to fifth was a thousand. Um, so there you go. I was thinking that too. I was like, I don't think we would have done a 2,500 <laughs> drop. I'm like, I'm pretty sure. All right. Good. <laughs> That's too funny. Maybe that All was right. just a test. Chat is just going to like whatever, whatever you said. They liked that one. This one okay. is even a little flatter and better. I think like okay, hopefully was no one was. Yeah, there we go. That was 10% of the payout just gone. Um, <laughs> actually more because if you include that, this was missing. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, uh, we will correct that image, post it in the Discord. But uh, yeah, so for the main event at 2000, the next four spots all make $1,000, really I think is pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so you finish, gosh, you finish in the top 100, make 100 plus dollars. Um, all right. Yeah. Gosh, that's so, silly. I, same my general bad, concept, but even out. better. No, 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 it's all, it's all. <laughs> I saw you guys DMing about it earlier, but I was uh, a little distracted. Yeah, I didn't proofread. I didn't proofread. <clears throat> so yeah, uh, so here's the here's the general, like that's the payout structure. That's for the two contests, and then we'll see if other contests develop over the course of the season. Bach, any thoughts on yeah. the payout structures and you know how people maybe want to? To approach that or is there anything specific about our payout structure that you think is meaningfully different than anything else yeah i mean i think you know when you think about most dfs the the very top is obviously kind of differentially more here the cash prize but really the live final seat and the expected value of that with it being fifty thousand and sixteen people um but the rest of the payout structure is a lot flatter than you'll see elsewhere. And that was intentional. You know, we've all lived that like second, third place in a big tournament life where it's just, you know, almost insulting how much different it is than first place. And we wanted it to be a little bit better than that, you know, so that getting fifth versus getting fourth isn't, you know, just a huge, huge uh, bummer. Um, and so we're, uh, we're excited about that and it, it should be good. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, as you said, side hustle will be a fun like strategy element to the game because min min prize in the side hustle is a lot higher. And so it'll be a fun strategic decision, especially Thursday night games, which we'll get into. Like, how do you play cards if you have those? Yeah. Um, what's the payout for the Miami final? Um, that's a good question. I wasn't sure if we were going to release that, but um... let's not release it yet. We okay. can tease that still. I that's fine. I will answer that it is not all the first. So it is 50,016 payouts. And uh, as Bach just said, we, uh, we, we think attending and winning a seat to that live final is an achievement in and of itself. Um, and so everyone that gets there, there it will get a payout. You are guaranteed a form of a payout. Um, and so like, yeah, it's $2,000, but not only are you also getting the trip, you're also getting a guaranteed payout and an opportunity to win a decent amount more yeah seeing a couple other things in the the chat here so one thing is people are asking about <clears throat> usdc so how the payouts will work is that if you cash in a tournament that will then appear in your otm balance now in the beginning that there, you're not unfortunately able to use that balance to purchase anything our future state is that 
we will have the secondary marketplace on our platform. So you will be able to use that OTM balance to purchase packs, NFTs, etc. In the short term, that will just sit as that balance. We have a, a KYC process that people will need to go through in terms of withdrawals. When you withdraw, it will be in USDC and that is how you will eventually get the money. So that's, you know, I, I'm sure withdrawals will, will become a thing and we're going to try and get that into the spot it needs to be as, as soon as possible. But like th there's going to have to be some some patience with that. I'll, I'll say that up front. I know that, you know, it was a it was a big thing with Topshop for a while, but we have to go through the legitimate KYC process before we allow people to withdraw. That's just kind of standard business practice. And it's funny going going through this on our end. I'm like, I kind of get why it took Topshop so long. There's a lot yeah. that goes into it. And like as a user, it seems super simple and it seems, well, just give me my money. And uh, I always feel that way too. But that's also something that is, is there's a lot of moving parts going on. Setting up something like this is is not simple. And uh, so I guess I'm asking for patience in advance. I feel like I've been asking for patience a lot. Maybe that'll just be my theme for the, the next 18 weeks. Patience. patience is a virtue. Uh, and hey, we are also not releasing um, 40,000 circulation cards that then has a hundred thousand people that are joining the ecosystem that are having to make a secondary sale and do, you know, uh, KYC in this situation, if you are on the secondary market and, you know, OpenSea, there's no KYC that's all being done there. So the KYC is really just for the people that are a winning prize money, uh, through these free contests and then elect to cash that out, you know, um, yeah. So, we should be, it should be a bit more manageable than Top Shot. I'm not, uh, you know, trying to set expectations, for, you know, improperly, but. Yep. And then, you know, I saw some other things. I saw some, OT, shout out Plunge Father asking if the winner can get an OTM shirt. There, there will be OTM shirts to be distributed in various different ways. You know, that's part of the. We haven't touched too much on like the giveaway side of all this, but yeah. I, I want to get I want to get people packs first before we start like talking about we, all that. That's can we talk fun. about the DFS one, or like do we want people to have it in week one or? Yeah, yeah. As long as long as they know that hey, we may it may take a little time <laughs> to fulfill on it. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing it. Go for it. Okay. Uh, we know a lot of people play DFS, uh, so FanDuel, DraftKings, we're just going to primarily focus on those two. If you win a GPP this weekend, if you are a member of the Owners Club and you win a GPP this weekend, and we're going to define GPP uh, in this as anything over uh, 100 people, so not like a 50-50, not one of the 100-man ones, so like you know a legitimate GPP, um, and you have a TOC logo you know, at the time, um, then we will give you a swag bag in addition to your GPP win. Um, now, no, no, hunk, no, uh, playing games, no trying to switch your avatar afterwards. We're going to be going through the channels. And so if you're sweating, let us know. We want to sweat with you. We're going to have a sweat channel in the, uh, the owners club discord. Uh, but I think this will just be a fun way for everyone to kind of cheer on each other and see, uh, some of those TOC, um, you know, logos moving up the leaderboard and, uh, hopefully we get some wins. I think it'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I think we have some, you know, some people that maybe are not super Sorry, into the DFS. No, 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 that, that's great, great question there. So, I guess first off, for those that don't know, DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports, 
DraftKings and FanDuel are the two primary sites there. Basically a format where you have a salary cap, you pick a fantasy lineup each week, and you can participate in different prize pools, different tournament types. And a GPP stands for Guaranteed Prize Pool. It's essentially a tournament that has, like Justin said, 100 or more people and has kind of a scaled payout structure where the winner gets the the most money. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, win the Millie and yeah, okay, yeah. And I so, mean, all, yeah, and I'm going to go back once more. So you have to win the tournament. So it's getting first in one of these larger field tournaments. Um, and if you do that with having the TOC logo as your avatar on there, then uh, we got a pretty pretty cool swag bag that um, we'll be we'll be able to send out to you. Love it. Ah, this is actually a good question. So someone said, "Is one of the TOC NFTs okay? Or does it have to be a TOC logo? Like, what if someone has the Joker and they want to use the Joker as their avatar?" Yeah, um, I, I think that's awesome. I, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Actually, I might even like that. Might even be better. But yes, either one. Any kind of a TOC NFT, the TOC logo itself. I love that. Cool. Let's let's just see that pepper in pepper in the leaderboards. Would love that. Yeah, right. I know. I'm I I don't I didn't really do the math of it. So if we end up like having ten people win GPPs, maybe we'll have to make it tougher next week or something. But uh, we'll, we'll start with that until we you know what? end this, up going swag bankrupt. This would be another another. I'm t- I'm all about great problems to have. We we had a great <laughs> problem by selling out so quickly. If we've got if we're flooded with TOC members that win GPPs, that that is a fantastic problem to have. And, you know, we'll, we'll get your swag back sometime in the next five years, guys. <laughs> also, if we have a bunch of TOC members win GPPs, I'm demanding a raise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That means that we probably did something right here, which is a phenomenal, wow, Bach, phenomenal segue. Love it. Love it, love it. Let's get into the, the meat of the show here. So uh, typically- I just Bachman, multiply your salary by whatever you want. <laughs> yeah yeah there's not a number big enough right <laughs> it's like the value theorem speculative value I have Take one just stone dead all right so this is going to be i mean I, we're, we're well into the show here obviously unique situation being that it's week one going forward it's going to be a little bit more getting into business right away so that we keep these things reasonable in length but we're going to be going through and we're going to have kind of two primary segments. We're going to have a position by position breakdown where Justin and Bach are going to talk through their, their favorite team plays at each position, talk through the matchups, why they like them, etc. And then we're going to use that to build what we believe is the optimal lineup for the week. So if I could own, well, first off, we're not eligible to play in this game. So this is, you know, where Justin and Bach get their fix and being able to <laughs> theoretically build a lineup. But we're going to build a lineup, the three of us, and then we're going to see how that lineup would have performed against all of you in the club. So, uh, and, you know, part of that is going to hopefully show that you can pick the optimal lineup, but just like in DraftKings and FanDuel's, it, there's always something funky that goes on. And just because you own all the cards or have access to all the cards doesn't guarantee you to win anything. And I'll tell you what, we've got, I don't know that you could have two better folks here talking through this. Uh, just to, for, for those that you don't know, we've got Justin. If you've ever talked to him before, you know he's the underdog, best ball champion from last year. Yeah, of course he's got the belt right oh. now. He's with him everywhere he goes. The inaugural best ball champion over at underdog for a cool $200,000 prize. So the guy just grinds best ball with the best of them. Dating back to the days in draft, he was in every three-man, grinding those lobbies. He plays 
the niche games second half fantasy. Most people probably don't even know that that exists, but there's a game where you can just build a lineup for the second half of contests, and Justin basically dominates those streets. He shipped, my goodness, how how many GPPs did you ship last year too? He's shipping GPPs left and right. We only pay attention to the large ones. It's got to be six digits. Yeah, he's got some six-digit scores, and uh, back in the day was also a member of the Fantasy Draft Live Final, RIP Fantasy Draft. We we loved you back in the day. That's kind of how we got started into all of this. And then we've got Bach, two FanDuel Live Finals. Or no, two Live Finals, one from FanDuel, one from DraftKings. From last year, has two FanDuel single-game tournament wins from last year. He won the underdog best ball playoff tournament, and he just seems to be hanging towards the top of all the single-game GPP leaderboards. So uh, just wanted to tout these two for a second. I... I've done okay in my day as well, but uh, yeah, I've, I've had some some six figure days as well. well yeah, but then you, you know, became a businessman, and, I, and then, yeah, you then I became a businessman, and now I'm just like, wait, who's playing this weekend, guys? What are the matchups? I need to contribute to this in any way. Now I'm just gonna, you know, direct traffic for these guys, and then be the one that ultimately gets to decide which one I like better. So that's that's go. a great spot to be. Just to be clear, so people understand, the way that this OTM business really works is TJ does all the important stuff and I do all the fun stuff. And then it just works out really well. You know what? It does It does, it does work out well. I, I, I enjoy this. And you know, the, the, the people behind the scenes are the ones that are, are really, really doing the, the work and, and making this yeah. happen. Yes, a lot, lot of heroes here. All right, I'm trying to find this. There it is. I'm going to find this document for a second so I can figure out what we're doing. All right. Position by position breakdown. Let's uh, yeah. kick it over to you guys. Yeah, so I'll, I'll lead us off, and I'll just kind of give a little bit of an intro how we're going to walk through it. Uh, if you guys have seen a show like this before, if you haven't, we're going to walk by it through each position. In some shows, they'll walk through game by game. That doesn't really make sense for us because we're doing full position groups. We don't have to get to players. And so we're going to talk position by position. And for today's show, at least, we're going to ha- highlight you know three teams that we would be targeting as kind of top plays. The kind of uh, the, the teams that we expect to be in a lot of the, the best lineups, as well as one contrarian play. And, you know, we'll talk, Justin and I'll take turns kind of talking about the, the positions and we'll talk through a little bit of like, what is it that we're targeting as we're picking players for that position? And so I'm going to kick us off with quarterback, uh, flipping over to my notes here. So, um, you know, I think in general, universally, things that we're, that we're targeting are going to be high game totals. That's probably going to be true for most positions. The higher the game total, the more points and touchdowns are scored, the more fantasy points you're going to score. Um, we're also going to be thinking about the matchup and in terms of defensively, like how good is the defense that they're playing and not just like overall, but how good is the defense against the run? How good is the defense against the pass? As well as thinking about what is the projected game script? Are they going to have to be throwing the ball a bunch? Are they going to be having a lead and running the ball a bunch? And we'll talk through all of that as we go through each position. So for quarterback, again, kind of what we just talked about, high game total, you're going to want generally more competitive games. And so big blowouts probably not, not or can often lead to lower quarterback scores because you get a big lead and you just hand the ball off to the running back a bunch. And so for week one, um, you know, a couple of, uh, of teams we're targeting. So the first one, Kansas City quarterback, like it's not a surprise, highest total point total in the league, for this week, 30.5 Kansas City against Cleveland. They're six and a half point favorites, which again, in general, is is a bit of a deterrent for quarterbacks. But when you've got Patrick Mahomes, it doesn't really matter. He's going to score a bunch of points. 
Uh, the other thing that to keep in mind, like uh, CEH is hurt. Their, their lead running back is has a question mark on his health. It looks like he'll play, but question mark on exactly how healthy he'll be. And the Browns generally have have been good defensively up front, as opposed to um, you know against the pass over the past couple of years. Now they made a lot of additions to their defense this year, so we'll have to see exactly how it plays out. But uh, you can't go wrong with Kansas City. I think second quarterback to target again, Josh Allen, Buffalo. Um, the Buffalo's got uh, the fourth or fifth highest uh, point total on the board this week. I think uh, tied for the fifth highest point, point total on the board this week. They're favorites against the Steelers and relatively big favorites. Again, normally that would be a deterrent, but Josh Allen is just such a huge part of everything that team does. They're weak at running back. They don't have uh, a bell cow that they're going to want to hand the ball off to a bunch of times. And Allen just makes so many plays with his legs. He's their primary red zone running threat. He's their primary red zone throwing threat. He's going to scramble for first downs. Um, he's going to be, you know, he's going to be the focus of of the offensive game plan for Buffalo all season. We're going to be talking about Josh Allen a bunch. Love it. I am seeing just to cut in people asking for a slide for this. Completely agree. Was 100% the plan, but we've all been playing customer support agent for the last 30 hours. So we uh, did not get around to that for this week, but once things settle down, absolutely, we'll have you know a nice slide with with all of this stuff on it for you guys. But uh, we we just didn't get around to it for this week. Yeah, absolutely. I'll touch quickly on kind of the last the last stud and the contrarian play. So last stud, Baltimore again. Lamar's just going to run the ball a ton, especially this all season, especially this week. They're slight favorites, but their running back situation is kind of a train wreck right now. And for Lamar. Um, you know, we just have like such a high floor in terms of running and rushing yards. Uh, he's going to he's going to score a bunch of points. If he gets a rushing touchdown, that's going to be huge. Um, and then lastly, uh, kind of a, a contrarian play Atlanta. Uh, they've got a high total, relatively high total, 25 and a half, about I think 10th or 11th overall on the slate. Um, but they've also got a, uh, a projected neutral game script against Philly, which is really good. What that means is they're not going to be leading all game and handing the ball off. They're three-point favorites. And Philly has historically been a great run defense and a terrible pass defense, kind of what we'll call a pass-funnel defense often. Uh, they're going to throw the ball. Atlanta's got great wide receivers, great tight ends. Uh, I think Matt Ryan could really do something um, this week, put up a ton of points, and you know, be a, that contrarian play that a lot of people aren't thinking about and aren't, aren't prioritizing in their lineup, but can go out and, you know, Put up a big number. Yeah. And um, so a couple of things that I'll add in there is, yeah, so to the high level contrarian, the reason why that fourth one we're choosing is we're trying to get a little unique because, hey, you understand that, you know, for the most part, a lot of those top QBs are going to be highly owned. I think Plunge was asking at 310. Uh, theoretically, there's 310, but at half the supply, we're looking at, you know, obviously around half of that. Uh, but if you play to Matt Ryan, maybe you're actually only seeing like 30, 40, 50 of those in there. So uh, if he actually has that that huge game and you play him in a tournament, you play the Atlanta QBs in the tournament is what I meant. Um, you have uh, that opportunity to kind of get some um, you know differentiation from the field there. Um, and then the second is uh, what I thought was interesting is the three of the teams you chose all have great tight end picks. Uh, so Kansas City, Atlanta, and Baltimore. I'm very high on all of those from a tight end perspective. And so if you're looking for some unique stacks to not only grab the wide receivers there, those are three great teams to do it with. And then your Buffalo, 
Buffalo Bills, uh, Buffalo wide receivers could be the best wide receiver core in the league. Okay. So I'm going to jump over to running back now. And so at a high level, uh, starting off with what am I looking for when I'm looking for a team that's going to, you know, hey, score a lot of points in the run. And uh, so as Buck kind of alluded to earlier, I'm still looking at the game totals. I'm specifically looking at the line because if I'm a running, looking for running backs, I want home favorites. Um, away favorites is probably fine too. But in general, home favorites, large leads, because when they get ahead, what do they do? They go to the ground. And uh, when you think of normal DFS, a lot of running backs get their points in the air with pass catching. And maybe it's points per reception, maybe it's half PPR. And so if the team's behind or in a neutral game script, it's not as big of a deal. But uh, here we want those. We, you know, we don't care about the points from catching. We just want the usage. We want the volume. And so I'm looking for teams that are projected to score a lot of points, are going to be ahead in the game, and can kind of just, hey, use that second half just to run the ball and get those touchdowns. Um, Let's see. And then as the year goes on, we will start looking at a bit more of the kind of uh, run pass splits for how defenses really are reacting, how they're kind of, um, you know, just, you know, how, how they're favoring towards those two. But early on, I'm caring far more about the offense. So my top pick for, you know, I'll go through three. One of my top picks is Tennessee. Um, Derrick Henry is a machine. Uh, yes, they brought in Julio. Yes, they you know are, may have a bit more of a passing. They may need to pass a bit more because I don't think the defense is going to be as good as it was in the past. Uh, but you still have you know preseason projections. Tennessee from a quarter. Tennessee from a running backs is one of the best ones out there. Uh, I'm always going to trust Henry in a game that they're a favorite. And at 27.5, they're one of the largest uh, game totals. Second uh, is is Los Angeles, and uh, so I'm talking LA Rams here. For them, uh, it's a bit interesting because, you know, in fantasy, they don't have this stud of running back that everyone's drafting. Uh, you're looking at a combination between, you know, Henderson and Sony Michelle and not really sure who it's going to go to. But in this format, that doesn't matter. What we care about is that they are seven and a half point favorites. They're playing Chicago, who's got to have Andy Dalton. The Chicago team is nowhere near as it's good as good as it's been in the past. So I'm expecting the Rams. Yes, with Stafford's first game, yes, he's going to want to be throwing some, but uh, hey, they're going to be milking that clock at the end and just kind of using that ground game. We've seen Sean McVay been able to use that ground game to their advantage in games that just, uh, hey, keep the ball out of their opponent's hands. Third one is San Francisco. Uh, this is one where you're still going to see Jimmy Garoppolo in there. Um, maybe Trey Lance gets some of the running game. You know, hey, we're caring more about the dual threat of both Trey Sermon and Raheem Mostert. Um, eight point favorites, 26 and a half point total going against Detroit. Detroit was a team that we attacked against in DFS last year because nonstop, they just gave up so many yards on the ground. Uh, so that's who I would go through with my, my three big ones. Uh, when I'm going contrarian now, I'm actually also thinking about leverage on the field. And when I say leverage on the field, what I mean is, Hey, when we look at Tennessee and we see that Tennessee, if you have that running back, you're probably going to be playing him in your lineups. So we expect they're going to be in, you know, the max amount of lineups because it's such a great matchup. But in reality, I actually like the Arizona running game as well as contrarian play. Yes, they're three-point dogs, but if they actually are ahead on the field, you know, if they're ahead in this game, Tennessee is going to have to throw, which means Derrick Henry's not going to be on the field. So now not only would Tennessee running backs do poorly in that game, Arizona being ahead in it, having the combination of Chase Edmonds and James Conner, and I think they brought in James Conner so he wouldn't have, so Kyler wouldn't have to be used as much in the red zone. That gives maybe a boost to that running game. And this has been a very great schematic team from a running game, finding unique ways to kind of use those back. So uh, that's my kind of contrarian play, which as well gets leverage against one of the highest owned, I think, Tennessee running backs. 
and it wouldn't be a show without Justin mispronouncing somebody's name. Moster. 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 The, the T is silent. <laughs> it's not Mostert. Moster. It's not. Of course. But, of course. Yeah, that T is silent. Mostier. Mostier. I don't know. It is not. There, that T is silent. I know that for a fact. <laughs> oh, I do this yeah. again with basketball. I thought it was just basketball. Yeah, yeah, no, it wouldn't be a show without it. I mean, most hurt, most hurt. Yeah, I think you know, not that uh, we'll, we'll make our picks later, but I, I think, uh, I think, I love all three of those those top picks you said. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot. Running back is just so so variable because rushing touchdowns play such a huge role. So it's exciting to see. I think that's a position you can definitely differentiate at. All right, I'll jump into wide receiver. You're you're going to not be surprised to hear wide receivers going to correlate pretty strongly with uh, quarterbacks on the slate. Wide receivers and quarterbacks will, you know, if, if your wide receivers are scoring touchdowns, which in this format, no PPR, we need touchdowns. Your quarterback's doing well, and vice versa. So lots of uh, lots of correlation there. Um, we'll start with Buffalo, as Justin said. Uh, Buffalo has one of the best wide receiver cores in the league. Steph Diggs, absolute stud, you know, uh, one of the favorites to lead the leagues in receiving yards this year. They're also super deep. They've got uh, four, three, three more guys behind him that are good. And more importantly than that, Buffalo lacks real weapons at running back and tight end. And so when you think about how the Buffalo offense scores points, it's quarterback passing touchdowns and quarterback rushing touchdowns and a few running back rushing touchdowns quarterback passing touchdowns almost all go into the wide receivers. And so even though they're a reasonably big favorite and we're generally not trying to target reasonably big favorites for wide receivers, um, they're just like their, their narrow target volume and that high team total uh, definitely kind of makes them a top target for this week. Similarly, again, kind of going back to the quarterback, well, Kansas city, um, there's some risk to this one because Kansas city does have Travis Kelsey and if he gets a touchdown uh, from Mahomes, Mahomes could have a huge day and and the Kansas City wide receivers don't get any of those points. Um, but especially with some of the question marks for them at running back health um, and that just the 30 point total, three points, I think, clear of everyone except for Tampa Bay. Um, so three points clear of everyone we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, there's just so much value to uh, and so much opportunity there. Tyree could go off for a million every game. Uh, thirdly, Seattle. Um, again, the overall point total in this game is pretty high. It's the fifth highest on the slate. It's also Seattle's a two and a half point favorite. So it's projecting to be pretty competitive and all off season. All we've heard about is how the Seahawks are going to let Russ cook this year. They kind of started with that last year. They were passing the ball a ton with Russ and then they backed off it and their offense stalled out a little bit. They brought in uh, their coaching staff this offseason said, hey, we're packed to the well, let Russ cook. And when you've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you know, it's easy to let Russ cook when you can throw to those guys. So just the talent at wide receiver, um, the high, relatively high game total and the competitive nature of the game and the offseason narrative, I'm definitely going to be uh, would be targeting Seattle wide receivers this week. And then lastly, for a contrarian play, I'm going to go back to the Cleveland-Kansas City game. This is one where, generally speaking, we're not going to be talking about Cleveland wide receivers a ton in this space because they are an offense that wants to run the ball. They've got Chubb. They've got Kareem Hunt. 
um, and they want to establish the run. They've got a really good offensive line, but they're six and a half point uh, underdogs and projected for 24. They know they're going to have to score a ton to keep up with Kansas City. And so, you know, they've got some talent at wide receiver. Obviously, Odell had a bad year last year. Jarvis Landry had a great year last year, somewhat because of Odell and, and the injury. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones has stepped up. And so kind of think it's going to be a huge opportunity for them this uh, in this game to, to potentially, you know, if they fall behind early and, and are forced to throw the ball, rack up some points. Again, we're looking to be contrarian here. We're looking to play the team that – people aren't expecting to be the top performers, but have a path to to doing that. And I think Cleveland has a path this week. Yeah, I think wide receiver is interesting because I can poke holes in all three of your top ones that you chose. I mean, Pittsburgh still has a great secondary, but obviously Buffalo wide receivers are just so strong. The Cleveland one, I completely agree. Like I hate choosing wide receivers in a game where it's six and a half, where you also have the best, best tight end out there. And then, Seattle going against Indy like that Indy defense has been stellar and I don't think that's going to be any different this year but like I'm not saying I disagree with them it's just there's going to be a lot of you know it's not an easy week of choices for wide receivers all right and let's wrap this up so with tight ends um first one is going to be Kansas City uh this one's going to be in the top three every single week no matter the opponent as long as Travis Kelsey is healthy I'm not going to waste too much time on it, but uh, that's just the way it is. If you got that Kansas City tight ends card, well done. That's basically a joker. Two, uh, this one, uh, I think you'll see it showing up here a bunch. Uh, so San Francisco, um, you know, George Kittle preseason, probably like number two or three from an individual stance. Um, they don't really use, uh, too, I don't think we're going to see too much other tight ends on there, but the thing is they do spread the ball. And I am a little concerned with San Francisco just being ahead. As I mentioned, I have them as, you know, one of the best running, uh, you know, teams for this week because of that lead and what I expect the game plan to be. But the thing is, one big play, like they still use the tight ends. He's still kind of the focal part of their offense, even though you're still going to see Ayuk and Debo play a larger role. Um, still want to get him in there. Uh, and then the third one is going to be Baltimore. And so this is what we're saying when we're talking about those QBs earlier that Bachman was. I love Baltimore, especially early in the year. Uh, the Baltimore wide receivers have been really dinged up throughout the preseason. Um, and so, you know, hey, Rashad Bateman's out. Marquise Brown, I think, is going to be a play, but he's still, like, not, you know, hasn't been practiced too much. I think that offense from passing-wise is going to run through Mark Andrews. And when you get, you know, hey, uh, a strong team, highly efficient, large total, uh, oh, and you're going against Las Vegas, like, those are things that I like from a tight end perspective. Uh, I will say, if the Bucks were you know if tampa was in you know in play if they weren't playing tomorrow night so we don't want to do it because it doesn't help anyone from a strategy uh they would have been really high up there with their uh you know their three-headed tight end group yeah it'll be really interesting to see how they you know if they crush it tomorrow night what the what the secondary marketplace may look like there so i think there's also some like speculation on obviously the the marketplace is not open right now but buying ahead of the thursday night game and anticipating anticipation of them going off i have a question for you guys well first off do we want to touch on defenses at all i know that i'm gonna pick one for the later but i feel like in general you know defenses look for home favorites that's really the the main thing that you're looking for and you know the the intuitive thing is to look at low totals i think that that's certainly true but what we've also seen is that sometimes in 
some of the fast-paced games, the defenses can actually score more because there's more opportunities for sacks, there's more opportunities for interceptions. But generally speaking, you want that team that is going to be ahead, that's going to have a lead, because then the other team is throwing. The more a team throws, the more likely the defense is to get a sack, to get an interception. And uh, I think we're going to get into it with the optimal lineup with what, you know, what I think the best defensive play of the week is. I did want to touch on one strategy aspect here. So there's two contests, the main event and the side hustle. What are your thoughts on playing some of the top plays in the side hustle, right? Because there's a maximum possible of 310 Kansas City quarterback cards. There's less than that because we've only released half the supply. So you would think that the majority of the people that have a Kansas City quarterback would play those in the main event. Is there any value to playing a Kansas City quarterback in the side hustle or is that fancy play syndrome? Yeah, so I'll start off here. Um, I think I'm thinking it from a more macro perspective of when I look at them from like a stacks wide, from cereals, from all that. So for my side hustle strategy, um, I'm really looking for, hey, do I have a chance to win this? And like, how can I get up there? So if I've got really low cereals, but maybe I only have one or two, um, if you think you can build the best possible of that to that team stack, I would highly be considering putting that in the side hustle because let's say I do have the Buffalo QB and Buffalo wide receivers. And I think their serials are like pretty damn close to like the lowest you could have. If I put them in the main event, I'm still then concerned about, okay, others, and there's a lot less chance of a tie there. So it's more about just kind of, you know, getting the best team uh, in the side hustle ties are going to be very common. So serials really come into play there. Uh, from another perspective of just, hey, how am I choosing between the two? Uh, you know, what are your goals? It's almost like that side hustle, as we said, like, uh, you know, there's a little game theory aspect, but it's a little more of a flat payout. Um, if your goal really is to get that live final, which I know, that's what I'd be going for, I'm putting my best team in the main event. I want that. I'm, I'm hoping for the best and uh, see what we can get. Yeah. So one question about how the side hustle works. Someone said, do you just play two quarterbacks? You have to play two different positions in the side hustle. So you can play two cards from the same team city, but you cannot play two wide receivers or two quarterbacks. And the secondary comment I would make on that is that yes, in standard fantasy, it's always intuitive that the quarterback is the highest scoring position. That still may be the case, but like think about a wide receiver group, you now get a full team's worth of wide receivers. So I think that wide receivers are our highest projection, right? Justin, for sure. And that's also for those that have looked at the scoring, the reason why we have six point passing touchdowns and zero PPR is because we wanted to make the quarterback running back and wide receiver kind of as close as possible from a medium outcome standpoint. If we did full PPR, like I know is standard, then the wide receivers would just completely dominate the scoring and skew everything else. So in order to have each position matter as much as possible, we, we decided to go that way with the scoring. I saw someone had asked that earlier. Yeah, no, it works. And yeah, so from an average, we, we, ran, we did some back testing, of, back testing of this, and uh, quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs, their average ended up being about within a point of each other uh, with this scoring system. Now, from a variance standpoint, wide receiver has substantially the higher variance and upside, um, and quarterbacks is probably a bit more consistent of the points there. Uh, and yeah, we can answer the one you were just saying. Yes, you can play a joker in any of the contests. You can only play one joker in each contest for unless, each entry. Each entry, Unless you are us and you're about to build the Ooh. optimal. Because it's as if we have five jokers. So 
I love everything you guys broke down there. Definitely agree with with a lot of the plays that you mentioned. I also will note that that I think in the future, right, we'll have an idea of what prices are like on the secondary marketplace. So, you know, we may have an opportunity to not only talk about the top plays, but maybe some values that are out there for a position that has a particularly great matchup in a given week that's greater than their kind of value on the marketplace. But for me, from an optimal lineup standpoint, and again, we will get this on a slide in the future, but quarterback going to go with Kansas City. I think it's pretty pretty self-explanatory. Anytime you get the chance to, to jam in the Kansas City quarterback, I think it's optimal to do so. From a running back standpoint, I like Tennessee the most. I think that we talked about no PPR scoring. I think that Tennessee is one of the teams that benefits the most from that because with Derrick Henry, you've got a running back that is pretty much getting it done entirely through the rushing game and through the touchdowns that he's scoring. Wide receivers, I, I, it's hard not to love Buffalo. I, I've got Buffalo as the, the number one top wide receiver here that we're going to select. Is this how this is supposed to go that I just get to pick? Because that's what I'm doing right now. Are you guys supposed to be able to weigh in? That's fine. Uh, from a time-wise, I think eventually we'll make a little problem. But yeah. it's kind of it's kind of like you listen to us make our pitches, and then, uh, then you just know. Maybe You're picking know. which ones um, are the best. And maybe we helped you pick them behind the scenes. Who knows? And then tight end. I mean, come on. Kansas City. I don't even think they're – I wonder how many weeks out of the season that will be the number one. Maybe every single one. And then no, uh, from a no, defense – No, no, You're crazy. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, projected I mean, or I, actual? Projected or actual? In the optimal. Oh, no, no, okay. no, no. no. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. Not okay. actual. No, no, no. Not okay. actual. I'm just saying, like, if you have the opportunity yeah. to pick any tight end any week, it's almost always going to be them. It's going to be a lot. And then people were asking about defenses. From a, a defense standpoint, I like the uh, the, Los An- the Los Angeles uh, animals. The one that's the, 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 yeah. the national. The national Los Angeles team. I think that they're in a, in a great matchup at home against the Chicago Andy Dalton. I mean, it's hard Bach to go against fellow redheads, but Andy Dalton, man, he he's not going to be starting for very long. Aaron Donald's just going to have an absolute field day and just be, be feasting all night long. I think that over the last like two years, we've seen the Rams, we've seen the Los Angeles defense put up some big scoring games. So I'm going to go with that as the optimal lineup quarterback, Kansas city running back, Tennessee wide receiver, Buffalo, Tight end, also Kansas City, a little correlation there. And then defense, the NFC Los Angeles team. I like it. So uh, we, uh, we'll, we'll keep track in this. We'll take a look and see, like, hey, if we theoretically played this five Joker team in the main event, uh, would we win it? What place would we get? I don't know. We'll see. It'll be fun. All righty. We are running low on time here. It's time to go to the final segment of the show. It's a, it's a two-part segment here from our friends over at Prize Picks. So for those of you that have not checked it out, highly recommend that you do so. PrizePicks.com. You can sign up with promo code OTM and you will receive a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Prize Picks is truly the, the simplest way to play fantasy sports. You're just picking a player against the projection. You can pick yards props touchdowns fantasy points all kinds of different props up there and what we're going to be doing each week here is going through and checking out the props for the thursday night game and kind of build a a little three team three parlay parlay if you will and i think how it's going to work is that i'm going to make the first selection and then uh you guys are going to have to adjust accordingly based on on what i do and i like it 
And uh, I, I saw in chat, someone said that uh, the prize picks promo and uh, his success on there actually paid for his uh, TOC packs. So uh, props. There and we go. There we go. That's, that's, that's a classic little double dip go. right there. Well done, so. Big Lounger. So go ahead, guys. Check out prize picks. The one thing that we will say is that, unfortunately, there are a number of states where it is not possible to, to play. So that's a bit unfortunate. I know that we've had a couple of people that are bummed about that, myself included. So yeah, I actually cannot play from where I am. I'll right enter now. it on because I can so. do it in Florida. So we'll we'll do it on the computer and then afterwards I'll enter it on mine. All righty. So here we are. We're on the, the prize pick site here. You can see all of the, the different options that you can throw into for a given week. And uh have you been messing around on, on prize picks at all, Justin? What's your what's been your experience so far? I know that. You are the only one of the three of us that is in an eligible state. So lucky for you. But uh, yeah, we're going to be putting these putting these uh, things yeah. in each week and seeing how it goes. And people can tell us if you'd like to. And so the thing that I like is that you can actually uh, do an entire parlay within the same game. So there's obviously a correlation that we know within football. So for example, if you take the, you know, the Bucks and Cowboys game that's happening, um, Ronald Jones, um, you know, let's say, for Ronald Jones to have a good game, the Bucks probably need to be doing well. He's not going to pass catch passes, so you're looking for game scripts where the Bucks are actually doing well. Uh, when the Bucks are doing well, they might be playing a bit more, um, you know, deeper off the ball. So maybe Dak then would have a few more rushing yards because he's able to scramble, and the Bucks aren't kind of playing that tight. Uh, and then you also still have like, hey, you can go passing yards, you can go re receiving yards as well. But I like that I can start building some correlation through this. So uh, I'd say the best thing for us is kind of just say like, hey, what do we think happens in the game? And then let's pick, um, you know, the lines are probably, I don't think there's significant edge on like the actual line and getting under over an individual one. I think the edge is in figuring out a game script that if that works out, your correlation gives you that parlay. Yeah. Makes sense. So like one example, right? I imagine it would not be great correlation to pick Zeke and Pollard at the same time, unless you think that Dallas is going to blow them out and they're going to be really running yeah. it, right? So in which case, then you probably want something from Tampa where it's supporting from a, a throwing standpoint. So yeah, I guess, I mean, it's possible that there is some correlation there, but it's probably a pretty niche outcome, I would think. I think with Pollard having such a low rushing yard total, I could see it. Like I wouldn't want Ronald Jones and Leonard sure. Fournette with the 47 and a half and 34.5, because I think yeah. more likely you're just going to have a hot hand situation in one of those. Um, but I think Rojo is going to be the starting running back. Um, I think he's going to, they're going to use Giovanni Bayard a little more um, on there. So I'm fine with, Hey, let's create a game script that the Bucks are going to win this. So let's take Ronald Jones uh, over 47 and a half rushing yards. And uh, maybe let's go to the pass, the, you know, passing or receiving yards and see if we can kind of uh, start getting some correlation. Yep. Yeah. So we've got passing yards here. Obviously we've got Dak and Tom Brady, both of them just under 300 yards here. Dak in his first game back coming off the injury last year. I, Man, it's hard to say it as an Eagles fan, but I, I do think Dak is a, a really, really strong quarterback, and obviously Dallas has a ton of weapons on the receiving side. So I think it'd be smart to go along with Ronald Jones if we take two pieces of the Dallas passing game, and so then it becomes do you want to to take Dak on the passing yards or do you want to maybe look more towards some of the receivers? What do yeah, you think, Bach or Justin? Go for it, Bach. I, 
I like I like the receiving. Like 285 is a big number. Tampa Bay's defense is so good. Dak's gonna be clearly rusty. Like you know, yeah, they're eight point underdogs, but I think I like the receiving yard props best. And you know, kind of going along with the game script Justin described, I think kind of a bunch of underneath throws feels like it's right in CD Lamb's wheelhouse. So I think that's the one that I like the best of those. I think we're going to see CD just explode this season. It's going to start this game. And, you know, a lot of that's going to be that game script underneath throws thing. By that same logic, grabbing Zeke for the receiving yards also seems pretty solid. I was Um, just thinking that too. That was actually the one that I was thinking about. Think about how hard it was to run against the Bucs last year. Like there was no opportunity. And so if we think that offense is going to still run through Zeke uh, and these underneath ones, I think that's some solid correlation. So TJ, on the right-hand side, you just have to put uh, over Rojo, under CD, under Zeke. Or no, over, over, over. over we're yeah. just we're just yeah. hammering we're over. Take Come unders on. here. Come on. Take no unders here. Under. Boring. Nobody wants, nobody wants to watch the Thursday night game hoping for unders. We want action, action, action. So – here it goes. You'd select the three of these. You'd enter $20 to win $45, and uh, you'd be able to, to place your entry there. And again, you can sign up today, promo code TJ, OTM. Yep. It's not just three, right? If we were to go to like receptions, we yeah. could add another. You could go up to five. So you can, yeah, you can yeah. go anywhere from two to five players and, and take their over-under against a, a ton of different stat lines. So, I mean, I think Justin nailed it in terms of it's not so much about the specific picks that you are making, but it's more so about how can you correlate these into a game that makes sense and uh, make sure that you're giving yourself the best chance to, to hit that winner. Cool. Cool. Can't wait. To All righty. Tomorrow. <laughs> Let's do it up. All right. The final thing we have is the, the prize picks wheel spin. Let's, uh, Producer Coop, did we got the wheel? Give give it a go. Sorry for we try to usually keep it, things to an hour, but we obviously have had a busy week, so a little bit over tonight, folks. Hopefully, y'all don't mind and are enjoying the content and getting pumped up for some football tomorrow night. Oh boy, Producer Coop's computer. Here we go. Ooh, little TOC logo, love it. Alrighty, so what we've got how many spins here, Justin? Uh, seven, I believe. Because we're gonna do five single cards, and then there's a LeBron top shot moment and a uh is it a Steph Curry slash 15k? Yeah, that is correct. We uh, uh our friends over at Prize Picks gave us an additional Steph Curry slash 15k. So pretty good odds here. The people what the uh, what the spins for. How they Sorry, qualified, how they qualified. Oh, how they qualified. Yeah. So people, people that were able to qualify were those that made a deposit on prize picks with promo code OTM and uh, sent us a screenshot of said deposit. And that's how they were able to be eligible to enter this giveaway here. And there, there will be other opportunities. So we, yep. we're going to have prize picks around for quite a bit here. So if you feel that you missed out on this giveaway, it's okay. There is more to come and there will be plenty of opportunities. And like we said, we're going to be doing the show every week. So hopefully everyone can uh, get those deposits in there, get your bonus and make some, some cash on Thursday nights. In addition to sweating the TOC lineups. And uh, yeah, if you uh, just signed up for now, if you're signing up 
during this or tonight, use promo code OTM, send us a DM and, uh, and then maybe we'll be able to hook you up with something. Yeah. We'll, we'll be able to figure something out for sure. Without a doubt. Okay. So, uh, let's start off with the two top shot ones. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's start off with the Steph Curry. Okay. So from our friends over at prize picks, Steph Curry slash 15 K top shot moment. And you can, uh, oh, you can only win once. People, yeah. uh, yeah, someone, I think Coop, after someone wins, remove them from the wheel. A couple people did have multiple entries, but we made their names different. Um, like one was a cousin and stuff, so it's noted. So, yeah. Cool. All right, let's spin it. Gosh, it's crazy to only have 25 on there. Basically, what, 30% chance of. Yeah. All right, Ivan Black. All right, Coop, there's a lot of here. I'm, I'm trusting you to keep track of this. Um, we can always watch it back, too, if we need to. Yeah, that works. Okay, so that was for the staff. This will be for the LeBron, and then we'll get into the TOC cards. For LeBron James moment. Let's see. Joey. Congratulations, Joe. I think Joey submitted it today. So a uh, late entrant, but uh, it's worth it. Yeah. Way to go, Joey. Okay. Nice. There you are, Evan. Cool. Okay. So now we have five TOC cards. So um, let's uh, let's go speed round. Let's just go on through. I don't think we need to wait because these are all going to be for TOC cards. Um, and uh, we will try to get these out to everyone um, before week one. Number one, all in. Congrats. Let's go. Number two. Ooh, NBA Top Shot CPA. Yeah. Been super active helping out in the Discord, so much appreciated. Nice, nice. Congrats. All right, three more. Wheels getting smaller. Wheels getting smaller. There you are, CPA. Nice. Oh, is it going to be Silsby? Look at that. Congratulations, Silsby. There's a regular. Yeah. All the regulars grinding prize picks. Love it. Oh, yeah. All right. Two more. Final two. We also have a prize picks channel in the Discord. So we're going to be chatting it up for, for some Sunday picks as well. So for those that are getting involved... Definitely make sure you're Ooh, checking that out that channel on Discord. Tyrone Campbell, congratulations. Okay, down to the final one. This might be a joker. You never know. Could be a New <laughs> no York. No promises, though. Could be a New York tight end, too. So you just got to find out which one. Okay. Final one. Is it Nathan Keeney? There you go. All right, congratulations, everyone. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting our sponsors. As you just said, we will be having more of these in the future. And uh, we're, uh, we are exploring additional um, potential partnerships, relationships to uh, also potentially bring uh, more value to the, uh, to the club in general. Um, that's kind of what we'll say for now. But uh, we're, we're looking to see, hey, how we can leverage because we've got such a large um, you know, group of highly engaged dedicated sports fans, speculative sports aspects. 
Um, and so uh, hopefully we can bring that talent to uh, different partners and then uh, get value for all you uh, through different ways. So thank you. And uh, I'll throw it back over to TJ. Yeah, thanks everyone for joining us tonight. Thanks again for the the patience. Patience is the, the word of the day, word of the week, and we will be doing everything that we can. We currently are doing everything that we can to make sure that we get all of these things resolved prior to kickoff on Sunday. Remember that even tomorrow night, you do not need to set your lineup before the Thursday night game. So keep that in mind. We are trying our best to make sure that, that we get packs in people's hands prior to the game. But if not, it, it will not be the end of the world. So thanks, everyone. And we will be back again on Monday for the, the weekly NFT kickoff show where we talk through a little bit of owner's club, but also touch on the broader NFT marketplace, talk, talk about what's going on in Top Shot. So if you guys have not checked out that show, definitely join us Monday night, same time, 8.30 Eastern, I believe, which I guess will conflict with Monday Night Football. But we'll sweat some games. We'll be on there for, for an hour, talk things through, and hopefully have some, some winners in the chat, not only in TOC, but also at the top of the DraftKings and FanDuel leaderboards. So enjoy the first week here, everyone. We'll be back on Monday. See you guys in the Discord. On behalf of Justin, on behalf of Bach, and of course, Producer Coop behind the scenes. And you know what? Every single person at OTM that has just been grinding, grinding, grinding for not only the past couple of days, but the past couple of weeks. Shout out to all of you. Shout out to all the awesome members of the community that we've had for a while, but also the new ones that have just joined us over the past couple of days. Uh, really looking forward to this football season and beyond. I think it's going to be awesome. Talk to you guys next time. We out. Go to the plunge.